fine. Thank you. We'll be here all week. And that's the singing part. (laughs) And this has been BBC Music. (laughs) So this is where we have to be funny for a bit before we start doing the stuff that people actually came here for which is the facts and the and the history and who was king when and i mean we all know that the king always is james james that james james his name james is either james or edward or george or henry, henry. <laughs> well harry has a eight my hero my patronus <laughs> you imagine facing a bunch of dimensions and being like expecto patronum and has it aids pops out your wand yeah. although he, i think he would struggle to pop out he'd have to like push go like, and then like demand servants come and like lift him out or he'd like look at one of the dimensions and be like you remind me of berlin why won't you give me his hand and then oh. he starts weeping <laughs> Oh, he shoots out. Yes. And he's in the bath. Yeah. Scrubbing. And he's like, wash me. Wash me. And I think the Dementors would just turn and flee. (laughs) (laughs) Or they would acquiesce and and do without washing him. Rule 34. (laughs) I was going to say, what would your Patronus be? Mine's Henry VIII. Who would my historical Patronus be? You know what? Okay. You know what? What? I think that my Patronus would be the Witchfinder General. Yes. Terrible, <laughs> but very satisfying to shoot into the <laughs> into the swarm of Dementors. Wait a minute, though. This is the school of witchcraft and wizardry. So <laughs> exactly. I, I think he would implode. He would just like, wait, you, witches! Witch! And then just... You'd just, like, cast him off into a, a group of Dementors, and he'd look at them, he'd stop, yeah. he'd turn around, he'd look at me, <laughs> holding a wand, wearing my witch's cloak, pointy hat, mm. and he'd be like, I knew it! I was right! <laughs> and then you'd have to explain to him that he's my familiar. I think it's got a bit of poetic justice. Yes, I think so, too. Okay. They're good Patronus, I. Has it eight and Matthew Hopkins. <laughs> Neither one will get anything done. They wouldn't do their own damn job. Just Everybody else would be like fighting the Dementor War. <laughs> and we just say, Expect a Patronum. And Henry Lee turns up and he's like, I want three pies right now. Good. I'm glad we sorted that out. That we would be useless. This is Everything is Awful Forever. It's not a podcast about Harry Potter. It's about history. We, but we're we just... going to be discussing important things. But this is the Harry Potter episode. <laughs> <laughs> okay, before we get on to the episode, I've got one question for you. Yes. One Harry Potter question. Yes, yes, yes. What would be your favourite subject? That is interesting. I think probably... Potions all the way. I was thinking I would just make already. myself a fucking potion, that Felix Felicitatum, the yeah, luck potion. Yeah. I just drink that for Why breakfast. Is everybody using that all the time. <laughs> it's one of those things where it's got to be like, oh, it's probably incredibly hard to make and it's got rare ingredients, blah, 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 blah. Yeah, but fucking how you just drink the fucking potion and go. Anyway. Yeah, world breaking things <laughs> in the universe aside. <laughs> but I would want to learn to stop a death and. Make liquid fame and defense against the dark arts, history of magic, muggle studies. Yeah. 
pass. None of those mats are no. bullshit. It's potions for me. I fucking divination. Yeah, nah. Arithmancy. No. It is so much just like you could do anything. With mm. potion, but it's just in potion form, and so yeah, like liquid luck and stuff. You know, I'm saying I'm joining all those competitions to win a kazoo. How many <laughs> kazoos would I get if I got liquid luck? And we could start like a wizarding craft beer company. <gasps> we could make oh, the ultimate craft beer. Nice, yeah. And then start a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Drink our craft beers. Craft beer, yes, yeah, that's what I would do. Witchcraft beer. Fucking! <laughs> that already exists, I'm gonna be upset, and if it doesn't patent, patent it, it's ours. We're that, doing it. Uh, trademark, trademark, it's witchcraft beer. Witchcraft beer, witchcraft beer. Yes. What have we been fucking. What have we. What are the words that have fallen out of our faces? What's happening? What's going on? Who am I? Pick up your iPad and tell, <laughs> and tell me. Tell me. <laughs> so, this is Everything's Awful Forever. I'm Philippa Evans. I'm Jessica Byrne. I want to start off today with a tiny bit of housekeeping. I'm so bored already. Well, Jess, Mm -hmm. we are ladies. Yes. And if we don't dust a little, Mm -hmm. our husbands will be driven to the gin palaces. That's right. So we gotta do it. Yeah. So by the time that this episode gets released, I'll be dead. I mean, (laughs) Jess will be wearing my skin. Yep. By the time this episode gets released, I'll be off to Sweden for a couple of weeks, which... Yay! And following that, I'm going back home to South Africa for a little while, you know, to see my parents, drop off some laundry, that sort of thing. Yeah, make your parents do the laundry. Mm. She's had a pile of laundry that's been here for an entire year, and they really need washing. <laughs> I've just been recording naked for months. <laughs> she doesn't leave her house ever, so it's not actually that big a pile, by the way. I need you to know it's that. It's just my two outfits that I recycle. <laughs> it's like, what's... There's a pair of jeans on the floor and also one shirt. Don't look at this hideous pile of laundry that I have. (laughs) So we don't want to stop the podcast entirely while I'm away, but it also won't be possible to release two episodes a week as we've been doing. Yeah. So at least for August and September, we're going to step back just a little bit and release one episode a week. Yeah. Just for the next two months. Yeah. I think that it also gives us a little more time to work on things related to the podcast. Yeah. Like putting our website up, which we've been trying to do for seven months now. Hey, you remember how in the beginning we were like, next week we'll have their website. Researching a few of the heavier topics that we're really passionate about, aka Has <laughs> Henry VIII. Eight. Yeah, it's coming. And just taking stock of where we are, we've been working on this podcast for seven months and it would be good to get some time just to make sure that we are still steering in the right direction of horror, historical abominations, and the like. Yeah. And thank you everyone for all the support that you've given us so far. Yes, thank you very much. I'm still really enjoying it, and I hope everyone else is too. So, facts. Factual things. Women are more susceptible to the wiles of Satan as compared to men. I knew it. Suspected it all along. It was obvious. finished. I, that's all I really wanted to say. We can go now. Solved it. Women are just <laughs> stupid. Satan's sexy. So we're like, ooh. I like a nice satanic man, I do. <laughs> just look at the Essex witches, which we discussed in a previous episode. Satanic sluts, the lot of them, mm. all clamoring for a hot piece of Satan. Yeah, man. Although, from what we discussed in that episode, the witchfinders were pretty DTF as well. Yeah, yeah. And then what? And then tell me what his penis was like. Was it left-leaning? Was it right-leaning? Was it right? was, which ball was bigger? <laughs> was it Was it really large? Yeah. Was it really, really, really yeah, large? Yeah. It wasn't women who were focusing on the satanic 
penis. <laughs> the tonsil troubler of Satan. <laughs> that was way down Matthew Hopkins' throat. <laughs> oh, there's Eve, the real OG. Why do I sound like an old person every time I try to use slang? It's because I am. <laughs> You're always, it's like you look at the note written on your hand and it's like, and it was lit A-A-F-I-D-K. And uh, I did that on Twitter. It sounds so cool in my head. Onwards. So (laughs) tally-ho. Come on, good chaps. So there was Eve. One look at a snake with an apple and she's bringing the whole garden down. (laughs) Throughout history, women have often been demonized by conservative figures. Because of our natural weakness and stupidity, we are easy pawns of the devil. We are indeed. And the devil is good pawn for us. Mm, That's a play on words. See what I did there? It wasn't even written down. Just off the cuff. You're doing great. Channel your Patronus. Matthew! <laughs> Hopkins away! <laughs> so for centuries, Satan has played the role of this kind of boogeyman who stalks and polices the boundaries of acceptable behavior. He's the dark mirror to the Holy Trinity and all that is good, representing lust, pleasure, forbidden urges, pride, free thinking, and somewhere in the late 1700s, early 1900s, philosophers, romantic and decadent poets, and the light, and the light, and the like, and the like, and the like, even were all hold up. That doesn't sound too bad. That actually. sounds pretty rad. That sounds lit AF. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds on fleek. Yas, queen. Hello, fellow children. <laughs> Hello, fellow children. It's true though, because. Christianity is don't do that. Be good and don't do the fun thing. Unless you were a monk in one of those monasteries. Mm. (laughs) Ambrosio, I'm looking at you. (laughs) So for the romantics, Satan became this heroic individualist, refusing to conform to the dictates of the tyrant god. She said, spitting wild. (laughs) <laughs> fist was shaking as well. Have you seen that statue that um, was commissioned and they did wanted it to be of Satan, but it was too sexy? So like, I'm getting all hot and bothered by this. Can you like make a different one to be like, yeah, sure, fine. And like they did a different one, but it was even sexier. <laughs> and it was just like, okay, yeah, fine. Since we can keep this one, let's get. <laughs> <laughs> now I've got two of them. That's all I wanted. It's like, I know, I made it for you. <laughs> oh, thanks. They're probably just like, no, no, that's too hot. And they're like secreting it away. It's secreting. It's even <laughs> secreting things again. Secreting oh. it. It's like their private chambers. Make more, more. No, no, this one doesn't work for me. Satan has pecs. <laughs> so Satan is very similar to Prometheus, whom the romantics also fangirled over. Yeah. The one who saw the fire from Zeus. I just love a bad boy. Like the rebellious guy who looks at the king and is like, fuck you, I'm gonna do what I want to do. (laughs) But Satan was used in even more interesting ways. His ostensible link to womankind in the Bible had always been exploited as this means of oppressing women and explaining the reason that they should be subjugated to men. But now people started reclaiming this relationship between Satan and women. And in more feminist writing, Satan becomes the helper of women. You can kind of see it. Mm. Satan wants equality. That's the reason that he rebelled against 
God in the first place. Yeah. He was like, I don't like this whole hierarchy thing. And God was like, well, you can suck it up or you can leave. <laughs> and Satan was like, I'm going to start a war. And the um, rest is history. Yeah. Or of. mythology or whatever you want to call whatever. it. This is a history what? podcast. <laughs> yeah, because we we're going to do probably an episode on Satanism. Because mm -hmm. like... Of all the religions, it's kind of the one that I can get down with the most because it's all about, you know, doing the right thing, but as long as it's good for you. I think it's the chaotic neutral or the lawful neutral of the <laughs> religion world. <laughs> so it's a bit more like, it's not about evil. Like, in fact, Satan as a translation kind of just means like opposition. What's lawful good? None of it. Is. <laughs> None of it is. Pastafarianism would be chaotic evil. I don't know what that is. They worship the flying spaghetti monster. Oh, yeah. Or would they just be chaotic good? I think chaotic. Chaotic, chaotic good. good yeah. yeah. It's important that we make these distinctions. The very important D&D distinctions <laughs> of history. We, we solved it, everyone. History can stop now. We solved We've... history. Yes, you can see you can see why Satan would become this egalitarian figure, promoting equality between the sexes and fighting against the misogynist oppression of the dominant culture, i.e. Christianity. And fighting against this misogynist church with its male trinity, its male priests, and also the, the patriarchal state in general. So that's what I want to talk about this episode, which I've been talking about for, what, 20 minutes so far? <laughs> Welcome to Philippa's episode. This is what we're currently talking about and shall continue to do so. We are now exiting the preamble. Now I'm going to talk about balloons for the rest of the episode <laughs> for no reason. <laughs> pop, pop. As an aside... And I'm not going to discuss this in greater detail, but Satan also functioned at one point as a socialist symbol of rebellion against the capitalist state, since God is the greatest monarch of all. <laughs> so I appreciate that our podcast focuses on history, and I'm dabbling in the literary side of things here, but the figure of Satan and his relation to women through Eve has had a massive impact on historical events. For example, the link between Satan, women, and witchcraft, which we discussed in our Bitchfinder General episodes. The witch hunts, or the the, um, the Hellfire Clubs, and I think that a really good background on Satan and what he has meant mm. um, could be <laughs> could be helpful. <laughs> Sometimes Satan's sending we... his minions to <laughs> listen and approve. <laughs> Sometimes we just enter a fugue state. And it takes <laughs> a little while to come out. <laughs> So the main book that I relied on for my research is called Satanic Feminism, written by Per Faxneld. It's really amazing. If you get the chance to read it, absolutely do. Other books that were equally fascinating are The Devil, A Very Short Introduction by David Aldridge, and The Witch in History by Diane Perkis. I didn't use Gilbert and Gubar's Mad Woman in the Attic, but it apparently has a good discussion as well. Yeah. I've got to say that I've wanted to cover this topic for such a long time. I think one of the most interesting things to explore is how historic people read against texts, such as the Bible or great literature mm -hmm. and the way that we can do it as well. Yeah. When you read between the lines of the stories that our culture feeds us and see how you can destabilize the stories that are kind of fed to us from birth by the creation of counter-discourse, it plays such a big role in eroding power structures, mm. which is what we need right now. Yeah, Just a little bit, not talking about current events God, or anything. As it, things are actually turning into a, like a literal fascist, fascist state. A fascist fashion, A fashion state. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. What are you Hunger talking Games. about? Hunger Games. Yeah. <laughs> so hot right now. 
Global warming. <laughs> We're all going to die. <laughs> Eat the rich. I'm also interested in and mildly disappointed by the ways that Satan's currently becoming central to popular culture, such as Netflix's Sabrina Duh. and Lucifer or Neil Gaiman's Good Omens. Some of it's done really well, some of it's... <laughs> Lucifer. Some of it is Lucifer. <laughs> some of it is that. Well, I have only one word for Sabrina. Masquerade! <laughs> and now I will go and cry. Mm. Also just the, the resurgence of paganism and witchcraft as religion and Instagram aesthetic, <laughs> which is the same thing. Yeah. Right? It's the same. Yeah. Whereby women are kind of reclaiming the occult as a means of defying mainstream religions. Yeah. So in this part, I want to look at the impact of the Genesis story of Adam and, Re and Eve the way that Satan was portrayed before the 1700s and the figure of Lilith. Lilith. Oh, Lilith. <laughs> and next week I'll look at witchcraft as it was understood from the perspective of the church um, and the state and how Satan and witchcraft were kind of reclaimed as positive symbols of rebellion. So it's kind of a Sabrina episode, I guess. I I'm ticking all the boxes. It. it kind of ticks all my boxes of a thing that I should enjoy. Mm. But I just... Except for the good story. Yes. <laughs> Let's start with the creation myth from Genesis. Myths and religious myths in particular are important because they don't just tell a story. They also reinforce tradition and affirm the social and political status quo of the community. For example, Eve allowed herself to be tempted by Satan in the form of a snake and ate the fruit of good and evil. She then tempted Adam in turn, resulting in the first human beings being kicked out of the Garden of Eden to be punished forevermore by toil and hardship and also painful childbirth. Because mm -hmm. God just had to be that. A little bit extra petty. A little salty. As they, they were like walking out the garden and it was like, toil, hardship, you shall live by the sweat of your brows. And then they walked out and he was like, oh wait, and childbirth, that's going to be a bitch. And for you, uh, baldness. <laughs> Erectile dysfunction. You get baldness in that sometimes maybe. But childbirth and other, and also periods. At one point, uh, you'll stub your toe. <laughs> and it'll be the fucking worst. And they're like, yeah, God, we're going. We're going. We're leaving. And he's like, and gingers. Gingers exist now. Your children will be gingers. <laughs> and they're like, fine. Yeah, fine. We're, we're, going, right, we're right. going. We're going. Jesus, we're going. Jesus Christ. And you'll hate your mother-in-law. We don't have a mother-in-law, God. Well, you'll hate her. Wait, you just wait. Uh, the whole way they're just walking and like his voice is becoming quieter and quieter in the background. Being like, and peanut allergies. <laughs> <laughs> and also, all the food that's really delicious is also going to make you really fat, which will make you really guilty about yourself. And, and you shouldn't feel shame, but you will anyway for no reason. And it's, and it's like, yeah, we're right. <laughs> we're we're going, we're going. Can't hear you. Bye. <laughs> That, I feel, is scriptural. <laughs> Bible. <laughs> so that's the story. Yeah, exactly. One story. Yeah. <laughs> the true story. But its message is more pervasive than that. Eve's weakness has been taken as a good reason to view women as inferior to men in terms of morality and rationality. And it's why men should never submit to a woman's authority. Because look at what happened the first time. Yeah. Fucking chaos is what happened. Snake Gingers. Gingers happened. Gingers. Because of us. 
Also, male and female are natural, unchangeable categories, and gender roles should conform to that distinction. Indeed, only man and only woman, and there's nothing in between, and shut up. And men have to do certain things, and women have to do certain things. <sighs> women's things. In Paul's letter to Timothy in the New Testament, Paul says, Adam was not deceived, but the woman being deceived was in the transgression. I suffer not a woman to teach, nor to assert the authority <laughs> over the man, but to be in silence. <laughs> and then a woman was like, uh, excuse me, silence, silence, woman. Mm. Timothy won. <laughs> People were like, look what happened when we let a woman teach knowledge of good and evil permanent banishment hashtag never forget gingers gingers don't do it again women no more teaching for you mm -mm -mm. stop it just sit they said the with their fingers on their eyeballs <laughs> one early church father tertullian referred to eve and women as the devil's gateway Ooh. which needs to be my new twitter name or something yes <laughs> fucking i know you have a twitter that you do I'm not use i'm changing it i'm creating the a devil's new one gate. wait no you i'm the devil's roost you can't just fucking <gasps> yeah. take that from me you can be the devil so you're the gateway and i'm where you roost where you afterwards. yes oh my god it's teamwork it's meant to be <laughs> it was meant to be when are you marrying me so you can stay in the country three months ago jess <laughs> It's going to be so romantic. <laughs> and Augustine, whose writings were also hugely influential, said that if the serpent had approached Adam first, none of this would have happened. Yes, that's right, because he would have just flexed his muscle at it and it would have just died. I can't remember if these were Augustine's words mm -hmm. or one of the other church fathers, but he was like, Adam would have crushed the snake below his heel. And it's like... <laughs> So, but Eve was vain, the snake chose the weakest link. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And as a consequence of God's punishment of Eve's mistake, throughout history and up until today, many women choose not to make child labor less painful for themselves, <laughs> believing that as a punishment from God, they need to shut up and take it. True story. Uh, okay. <laughs> In Sweden, it's women who alleviated the pains of childbirth were said to give birth to werewolves of to punish them for ignoring the punishments of oh, God. That's so badass. Mm, whereas in Denmark, I think, the act of alleviating the pains of childbirth was seen as a literal satanic conjuration ritual. Wow. You'd have to invoke the devil to get <laughs> And look, to be fair, I don't want children and will never have them. But if I was on my childbirth bed, I'd be like, Hail <laughs> Oh, yeah. Any legal chance you get to take high-powered drugs, yes! fucking take, take it. Six of take them. it. Do it. Yeah. We don't go through root canals pain, like, without the painkillers, because that's what God it's intended. God wants this for me. <laughs> the dentist is like, are you sure? Yes, it's because of Eve. Who the fuck is Eve? Oh, I'm just going to give you the I'm just matter. drilling, drilling, open wide. <laughs> So that's one reading of the creation myth, and one that dominated a fair chunk of history and still resonates with a lot of people today. Werewolf children, yes. Werewolf children. Again, you could give birth to a werewolf and give birth pain-free. Fucking werewolf. Amazing. Sign me up. <laughs> but myths can also be tools of resistance and revolution, and new interpretations can suggest new ways of thinking. So let's look at the myth in more detail. Satan and Eve 
have a fair bit in common. One thing that they share is that a lot of what's believed about them doesn't come from the scripture, mm. but from tradition and the interpretations of their characters from the old church fathers, mm. who decided what was canon and what wasn't. Yeah. For example, nowhere in the Bible does it say that the serpent that came to Eve actually was Satan. That was a later interpretation based on the symbols used in other books, such as Revelations. No, it doesn't say it's an apple either, it's just a fruit. Just a fruit, We've probably a peach. A peach. A peach? A peach. Oh, I think a peach would be a nice one. Little bum fruit. (laughs) Eve's temptation of Adam is pretty similar. Actual scripture says that Adam was with Eve when she took the fruit from the serpent. And she was like, hey, want some apple? And he was like, yeah, my blood sugar's a bit low. I'll have a bite. And that was what happened. She didn't go and seduce him and find him when he'd been innocently masturbating by a stream (laughs) while she was being tempted by Satan. And kind of linked to this is the is another commonality, which is that both of them were interpreted through other mythic figures. Mm. So Eve was often conflated with Pandora from Greek mythology, mm. who was overly curious, opened a box, and unleashed all evil upon Shit. the world. Same thing, really. It's just women, isn't it? Women. Oh, we should be cancelled. Yeah, just put them away. Put them in the box. Put, put them in the box that they opened. <laughs> yeah, put, <laughs> put them back in. Put the evil back in the box. Bye, Pandora. <laughs> Goodbye, women. Shh. It's fine. Whereas Satan has been conflated with a whole bunch of mythic creatures, such as satyrs, the Greek god Pan, Dionysus, Baphomet, mm. who will come to. And in the Bible, he, Satan originally seems to be working for God, playing the role of the accuser or the the, the obstacle. A common name for him, I think, in the medieval period was God's Hangman. Ooh. Which, again, that would be a pretty good Twitter That's, handle. Yeah. <laughs> God's Hangman. Working evil for the ultimate good. <laughs> Satan's also not only linked to the feminine through his relation to Eve. While he's usually understood to be male, there were a number of portrayals of him taking the form of a woman. Mm-hmm. The ultimate deceiver. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, there are a number of hermaphroditic portrayals of him as a man goat with female breasts or genitalia. It's hot. Yeah. It's the best of both worlds, isn't it? Which isn't really unusual for demons or monsters. In Noel Carroll's Philosophy of Horror, which is my favorite book ever, ever, he talks about how monsters are defined by the boundaries that they transgress. Yeah. So like zombies blur the boundaries between living and dead. In Night of the Lepus, the evil bunnies that destroy the town (laughs) transgress size boundaries because, you know, bunnies are small, they shouldn't be big. Mm. And in Attack of the Killer Tomatoes, well, a lot of things were transgressed. (laughs) Let's just say and leave it at that. (laughs) So Satan crossing the boundaries between understood categories of male and female, human and animal, is not very surprising. And done deliberately. Yeah. It was also often the case that the Edenic Satan, so the serpent in the garden, was portrayed as a snake with a female head and breasts. And it was done quite a lot. Faxnell mentions that the earliest translation of the Bible into Latin uses the feminine serpens. Right. Which is kind of like a female snake in Latin. Interesting. Sneaky women snake. Mm -hmm. Deceivers and seducing everyone all the time. I think a snake with boobs would be pretty bad. I think that medieval artists just liked boobs, right? They just put tits on everything. They were just drawing the snake and they were like, oh, this is getting me hot. Pop some tits on it. I remember some, uh, there's a thing in Brooklyn Nine-Nine where they're at an art gallery and there's like a 
a painting of a knight with breasts and the character just goes damn night boobies is crazy art and it's like yeah damn night boobies is crazy it's philosophy that we can all take to heart a battle cry that we can take into the revolution with us damn night boobies is crazy say it after me tell you how right speaking of transgressing the boundaries of gender and speech Satan is also linked to the figure of Baphomet. Baphomet has only been a symbol of Satanism or Satan for the last hundred or so years. He, she, they, they, they begin with a group of military Christian monks known as the Knights Templar. (laughs) In the 1300s, King Philip IV of France thought that he owed them way too much money. I mean, they were blasphemers and heretics. (laughs) Is what they were. Mm. So they were brought to trial. Of course. That's what you do to the people who you owe money to. Yes. They're, they blasphemed. They I owed, heretics. I owed someone 20 quid and I, I couldn't afford to, to do it, so I just had them arrested. Hey, Jess, could you give me back that five you owe me? Blasphemy! <laughs> <laughs> That's how I get out of it yeah. every time. <laughs> so among the charges brought against them was that of having worshipped a demonic idol. Torture extracted some interesting tidbits. Yes. The name Baphomet was given by some of them. Mm. And the descriptions weren't very coherent, but they included a head anointed with the fat of barbecued babies, <laughs> which is pretty metal. Is that This is all while under torture as well. Yes. They're like, tell me what you worship. It's like, ah, fucking Scott's six horns. I don't know. Children. What about babies? What do you want? Baphomet was resurrected again in the time of the Freemasons because they looked back to the the Knights Templars, kind of like part of their tradition. Baphomet was mentioned more by their enemies, though, and then still later by a French occultist called Eliphas Levy. For Levy, Baphomet represented the transcendence of binary opposites, so male and female, good and evil, light and dark. He's almost taking the monstrosity of the goat man, woman, Satan boob thing. (laughs) that the original artists or the earlier artists painted to show the awfulness of Satan Mm. and Levy took it and reinterpreted it into something higher than that. Mm. So moving past dichotomies. For Levy, he gets, it's a little, um, he was on some things. (laughs) (laughs) Interesting fellow. Yes. Eccentric. So for him, Baphomet is a neutral cosmic force, which when used for evil is known as Satan. Of course, um, people didn't really care about the nuanced, shroom-driven philosophy of (laughs) Levy, and the nuance was dropped pretty quickly. Baphomet just became shorthand for Satan. The regular public hate nuance. It needs to be black and white. Or whatever, fucking... Male and female. Yeah. Male, female, go boob thing. Just forget about the neutral cosmic force. That's just what Satan looks like now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's kind of the image of Satan that has continued. Mm. If you look at the devil card for the tarot packs, Mm. it's that Baphomet's that you see. That was, I think, Waite who created the cards, and he was very influenced by Levy. Mm. And then the Satanic Church now, they do they have a Baphomet statue? Yeah, the Satanic Church yeah. is actually in Sabrina, There was a, they use the statue of Baphomet. Yes. Yeah, and it's like, that's our symbol, you can it. The Satanic Church was like, this is okay. you're plagiarizing our statue. And it's like, can, can you copyright Baphomet? Yeah. C- can you? Be- I think it's that, maybe that specific statue or something. Yeah, but look, I, I haven't recently looked at the Satanic Church's statue of Baphomet, mm. 
but I can't imagine that it's like a unique pose <laughs> unless he's like doing the thriller or something. <laughs> yeah. Like, I don't know. Oh, um, also, for those who don't know, I suppose we should say what Baphomet is just in case, but like, basically, like a weird boobs goat man thing. It's a hermaphroditic figure. Yeah. With a goat head. Yeah. I think that, that sums up a lot of it. They have so, the legs as well. Yes, yes, you're actually right. Um, Baphomet does have the goat legs and then the female breasts, but the male-looking body, the goat head, the big horns, pair of wings, pretty metal. Yeah. Basically imagine every 80s metal band cover Ever. and it's Baphomet. <laughs> so my Sabrina-themed episode wouldn't be complete if I didn't look at Madam Satan herself. Oh. Satan's a pretty attractive guy. Yeah. Like, stable job. Manages a lot of people. Yeah. Doesn't live with his parents anymore. No. Stating material. Mm. So it's not surprising that he's also given a wife, who is Lilith. She gains prominence in Jewish demonology, but she might have more ancient roots, like going back to ancient Babylon and mm -hmm. Mesopotamia. Etc. Etc. <laughs> Et she starts out as a night hag, so kind of like a harpy, demon with a woman's face and wings. I think another translation for her is Screech Owl. Uh, so again, Screech Owl. Screech, owl Screech Owls are always linked to witches and vampires. Because they're good and cute. Mm, but also makes me evil. Happy. You just look at the little owl and you're like, oh, oh <laughs> why are you so angry? Owls are cute. <laughs> little night hag. Yeah. Evil <laughs> being. I think I'm not going to ever pronounce this word correctly, but Lilith was originally like a generic term for animals, like Lilithu. That's how it's spelt. Right. I don't know how it would have been pronounced. I'm sure no one cares. I don't think so. <laughs> so that was translated to mean like the, the night hag or an unclean animal of some sort. Mm. Just like a woman, really. Yes. But Lilith soon works her way into a riddle in Genesis. In Genesis 1 verse 27 it reads, and I'm using Faxnald's translation, So God created man in his own image. In the image of God he created him. Male and female he created them. Then later on it stated that God created Eve later out of Adam's rib. So, did Adam have a wife before Eve? <gasps> Who is it, this other woman? It kind of feels like it does. Mm -hmm. Enter Lilith. A work in Hebrew, the alphabet of Ben Sirah, which may or may not be parody. Nobody knows. <laughs> they're, they're just going to run with it. Oh. I mean, at one point it talks about a woman letting out a thousand farts. So I'm I'm for parody. That sounds parody to me. Yes. It gives the legend that most people are familiar with that Adam and Lilith couldn't decide on who got to be on top during sex and fought because Lilith wanted to be Adam's equal. Burn her! Witch! Witch! <laughs> so Lilith was like, uh, we're both made out of the same dirt, Adam. Can we Can we be partners? Yeah, and Adam was like, nah. No, I don't like the sound of that. No, I, I think it should be me on the top and yeah. you and the animals. Yeah. So Lilith pissed off to the Red Sea, and Adam went crying to God. <laughs> God! Dad, she me. ran away! She pushed me! <laughs> so God sent three angels after Lilith to bring her back, and she was like, I'm not gonna. I'm staying here. 
And the angels were like, well, we're going to drown you if you don't. <laughs> and Saif was like, oh, didn't you know? I was created to be an awesome demon who steals babies and makes them sick. So I'll cut you a special deal. I love how demons are always wheeling and dealing. That's the best. <laughs> So she was like, if people put an image of you three angels around their children, I won't steal them or hurt them. And that way you guys become household names, like your own brand. You feeling me? Right. And I'm staying here. And the angels were like, well, it's a pretty good deal. And so they basically allowed Lilith to pay them in exposure. (laughs) And that's religion. No! Never an exposure. She was like, I'll tell my followers about you. (laughs) You do me the solid. Okay, yeah. So Lilith gets conflated with the Greco-Roman Lamia, a female-like monster. A female-like monster? (laughs) (laughs) What? I, I a word. A female vampire-like monster. And so becomes, in some mythologies, the first vampire. Oh. She's also a succubus, because of course she is. Yes. So she's the dark mirror to Eve, who in turn is the failed version of the Virgin Mary. (laughs) And women in religion. Just all of them, they're all shit. They're not working out. Throw them in the bin. She was pretty low-key, though, until the romantics became obsessed with her and portrayed her more sympathetically. So in addition to being the first woman and the first vampire and the first demon, she also gets to be, in a way, the first proto-feminist. She ends up becoming this figure who fights for equality and independence for herself and all of womankind. And Satan is the perfect husband because he's happy to indulge her, being a bit of a revolutionary himself. Yeah. Hilariously, Alistair Crowley, who created a kind of proto-Satanism, named his daughter Ma Atur Hecate Sappho Jezebel Lilith Crowley. Lilith for short. Because he was like, I'm going to take every bad bitch ever. (laughs) And those are all your names now. This right here is bad. It's stupid. It's like calling your child, please beat me up. (laughs) The baby. <laughs> yeah, but you see, Crowley was probably like, I'm Hecate Jezebel Sappho. That is the edgiest fucking thing I can come up with. Yeah. He, he, he apparently had a wry sense of humor. And I think he was he and was it, going for that. And it's good to um, put that upon your child. <laughs> mm, good for birth certificates as well. I mean... <laughs> I'm going to call my child Henry VIII, regardless of gender. You will. Yes, I shall. I know you will. <laughs> So those are the figures I wanted to discuss. I just wanted to lay some groundwork because in the next episode, I want to talk about how those images led to people being like, women equals witches! And how people were like, yeah, actually, <laughs> what are you going to do about yeah. it? I looked into a lot about demons and the, the princes of hell and all that shit. And like, most of them are, they're so stupid looking. <laughs> One of them is just kind of like a head with like owl legs <laughs> and it's all just um like humans mixed with animals weirdly just to be like look this guy's a monster he's got a bull head and a frog head and a <laughs> man's head and a snake tail and bird leg and it's like someone just like going through just like adding all more the because someone's like is it scary a... now is it scary yeah. now is it what scary about now? If, it, if, if it's got wings 
Yeah, what if I told you that on top of the wings are fists? And what if on top of the fists are also smaller fists? So it Holding can ham sandwiches. Four times as it punches you with ham. Yeah? I think that early religious artists were just the ultimate trolls. Yeah. So it was like, why don't you design a monster? And it's like, all right, fuck it. And then just like, it's ham just like sandwich. a frog with, with a bicep <laughs> on its back. And they're like, what? <laughs> yeah, it's just, this is what all the kids say really scary, and they're like, all right, I'll just I'll demure to your expertise. And then, yeah, that's what happened. That's the science and history. Well, they were just the earliest designers. And people were like, yeah, but can you make it different? Yeah, but can you change this? Yeah, can you change. Fuck you! You know what you get now? Yeah. Fucking you get squirrel. A head with bird legs. That's it. <laughs> and you'll shut up and like it. So I think that what we need to do is just tweet a fuck ton of cool monsters. Yeah. And satanic images. Yeah. So yeah, the people can enjoy the. Yeah, like each day we'll like kind of introduce, like we do like a mini thread. So, like, this is this demon. And then, like, talk about it a little bit and mm. see what they are and do. Or you can tell us your favorite demons and send us pictures. Yeah. Which you can do at Awful Forever Pod. I love that every we're like, send us cat pictures. No, no, no. Tell us your favorite masturbation euphemisms. Yes. No, no, no. Demons. Demons. <laughs> it's just fun. I fucking love those threads where you like show us cool shit. I love it. Mm-hmm. It's fun. Show us things. We live boring lives. Yeah, we. Uh, you think it's all cool awesome. and history and just wild stuff, wild Constant ride party. <laughs> But it's not. But really, we're sat indoors under a blanket, just looking at your cats and going, yes, yes, that's a good cat. This one, this person's got a lizard and I like the lizard. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Let's go make a ham sandwich. Let's do. Oh, something's nice sometimes. Oh, shit. Oh, I've got a good good something's nice sometimes because we're nerds, (laughs) as you well know. And nerds. What? Yeah, that's right. Don't be too shocked. I thought I was a cheerleader. It's okay. It's okay, Philip. I'll walk you through it. We'll talk afterwards. But um, I, as most nerds, we sit scrunched up at a desk for a lot of time, and it's really bad for your body. And I had a terrible, terrible setup. And I, I'm an artist from my job as well, so I especially was scrunched up and having back problems. So finally, I got up enough savings to be able to get myself a better desk Aww. and chair. So I threw out my old shit one, and I got a good one now. I spent about six hours assembling it, which was rough going, but it's also not only functional and good, but it's pretty too, so I can now mm. put like little candles on it and I've got a plant Ooh. for it, so now it's like a pretty area as well as a nice and functional one. So it means my shoulder and back hurts less. Well, I'm happy for you because I've literally been watching you turn into the hunchback of Notre Dame, yes. and I'm glad that you've escaped that. Thank you. Ideally, I'd be Frollo in that situation. <laughs> The he evil is a... rapist, yes. Yeah. The very. <laughs> I wish. I was going on about this to somebody else. Like, I want a hunchback of Notre Dame that cuts out the gargoyles because that film is mm. so totally wrong that they were like making this amazing, interesting film that is like, oh shit, this is too dark, gargoyles or something. It's frustrating because you're enjoying like hellfire. Hellfire! Look, I drew a pig and I'm gonna fuck it. Yeah, it's like, why are you gonna fuck the guy? I'm losing to a bird! (laughs) Hellfire! Yes. Oh, they will burn! Look at the goat! (laughs) I punched someone in the bum. So, yeah, I want to cut that, uh, cuts out the gargoyles because it's a really good film and Frollo is genuinely scary. He comes onto the scene going, I'm gonna kill this bird! 
baby and then it's like <laughs> and then oh like God, sniffing God. Esmeralda's hair yeah he's a creepy he's guy. awesome and he dresses amazing he's apparently the number one sexy Disney villain which oh my god I'm like but people like... have some things they need to work through <laughs> comes under the scene killing this baby I murdered a woman <laughs> that's in the first three seconds that we see with him murders a woman is like oh the baby's ugly I'm gonna kill it hot that Fucking husband material. Also, he's daddy. a Catholic priest. <laughs> yeah. He's a judge. He's a judge. Actually. People just want a man who loves you in spite of his repressive face. No, okay. I'm not saying this is the be all and end all. He's really evil and a rapist and a baby killer and all that. But he's also really ugly. <laughs> his outfit's cool. I would wear the shit out of that. But he's ugly. You see, whereas I would marry Gaston because yeah. he's a dumb boy. Oh my but he's God. pretty. He's handsome. <laughs> he's just so dumb. And he's roughly the size of a barge. He used Santa's <laughs> in all of his decorating. Oh my God. <laughs> Don't make me sing the entire song that I'm going to right now stop reaching over to play the stop button <laughs> <laughs> let's go for that ham sandwich okay bye <laughs>